Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Points Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oluwani Femi. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Tej. So we're recording this uh, somewhere in Ife, in our hotel room in Ife. Mm-hmm. The entire Tech Point team is on a retreat to Ife, mm-hmm. seeing the wonderful things happening here. Mm. You'll hear more about it later. <laughs> anyway, so let's just go straight to what, is, what has been going on this week. There's some good news. Startups mm-hmm. raised money. Yes. Uh, seamless HR. Yes, Undisclosed amount, but it's a seven-figure seven figure. Yeah, seven-figure yeah, amount. What, what did they do? And what are going to, what so, um, I mean, they started off as in, in cdfi.com in 2013. Okay. So they help help companies review job applications and select qualified candidates. So basically like a job aggregator site. Okay. But like later, you know, after interacting with customers, they pivoted to this HR and payroll software that has different, different... Uh, different features so they call themselves an enterprise grade cloud-based human resource management software right mm-hmm. so what they do is uh, manage the hr and payroll uh, uh, so it's request. like a SaaS platform like yeah software SaaS, as a service platform exactly mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and Payments, they charge based on that everything. exactly so they raised some undisclosed amount too um last year but we had this 150k from um uh, us-based tofino capital um firm and this year they raised or last week they raised you know seven figures some undisclosed still i mean um they they want to become the work day of africa for africa so like most of us know work day is like an hr and payroll software mm-hmm. to but like it's bigger than that they're even listed on the work day is listed on nasdaq exactly i, think I checked their share price here, like yeah move 200 dollars per share wow. wow very big company so yeah. they, they want to do the same thing for africa and for africa. everything so they're going to expand across africa with that exactly the, the yes new, so they're in nigeria and ghana they want okay. to do you know pan-african expansion okay That's interesting stuff <laughs> yeah and then for talk them. about expansion another startup of sorts well yeah, yeah, yeah startup um, we media yeah in media yeah it's kenya based in kenya I believe. based in kenya they also but, raised they raised um 400k dollars in seed funding wow okay so seed. they have that's yeah. media we media yes yeah. it's, yeah. it's interesting i mean the last time was it earlier this year that they raised 600k okay so the, i mean they have like you said we tracker and they have this um intelligence data platform mm-hmm. africa yeah and the mm-hmm. gadgets africa so consumer based like tech points exactly <laughs> so i mean it's good it's good that like money is coming to the media space in africa and everything yeah. so good for them they're expanding to south africa and kenya no south africa and ghana mm. they have presence in nigeria and kenya so they want to um you know like they now do subscription based uh model they, to they their platforms to yes how's that so. working out for them well i mean the the found um the founder said it's working out pretty good for them and they're witnessing Fifty percent month to month since oh. six months ago. Fifty percent month to month. I mean, if you had one this month, yeah, and then you, you had one point five, one point five, yeah, <laughs> or you had two this month, then you had three next month. That's fifty percent. Exactly. So didn't he we didn't give specific numbers? Uh, <laughs> yeah, fifty percent. Because the social the social model in Africa is it's just tough. A, yes, so a total challenge. There was something that I saw like what that he mentioned that the was it the founder very interesting. He said in Africa most. Um, advertisers, yes, they don't to spend money on Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. but they, don't, they, don't, they don't have much spent for tech media because they At see all. them as blogs, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that seeing as blogs is something that uh, tech media has actively fought against for the since its existence, since, yeah. So, mm. you know, 
We can release to it, definitely. The, yes, it's yeah. I don't know why why it's like that. I see it online a lot. Oh, tech blog, tech blog. Mm, yeah. 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 So, so like social media is a very huge competition for news media. Definitely. Yeah, even all over the world. Even yes, in, over even the in uh, whether you're a Wall Street Journal or whatever, uh, people prefer to spend their money. Mm-hmm. They have more a bigger budget for to advertise on Facebook, mm, um, Google, media. Twitter because they can yeah. specify what they want and they can they can uh, follow track. Yeah, very the, specifically, as opposed to graphics, yes, as opposed to on the websites or is it a sponsored post. But what, what will it take for, like, I mean, readers to actually pay for, you know, news? I think it's a culture shift that will have to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And we're already too used to um, reading content for free, for, for free, free, yeah. Uh, but again, the thing is, you just have to find a niche, I guess, which is niche, what they're trying to do yes, with data. Yes. So if you can find specific kind of people that you know would pay. For what you are doing, mm. even if they are not a large, number, which is what I'm asking, what's their subscri- subscription Show base? Number, yeah. But anyway, we'll be watching. Good luck to them we'll for watching. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think that's the best way to go for media companies? Uh, I know because okay. it's hard. What to if we combine both of them? Is it possible? Subscription, subscription and, and ads. Okay, so a freemium model, mm. ads yeah. and subscription. Yeah, I, I guess it could work. Uh, so your ads will now be at the premium rate because they, they know that everybody that is reading your website. Mm. Kind of. I think these guys have like a one-time fee of eight dollars, right? Eight dollars, one-time uh, fee forever. I think so. Yeah, I'm not really, I'm oh, not interested. Really sure, but <laughs> so for that eight dollars, you can read any forever. You can read any post. Yeah, that's so quite cheap. Eight dollars yeah, is cheap. around four four thousand naira. Uh-huh. They they might decide to. So maybe they are trying to do like a, a create a culture shift very mm-hmm. slowly, slowly and yeah. Yeah, yeah. But meanwhile, most of the money will probably go to like developing the intelligence. Platform, platform, yeah. platform that's what stairs did you know that's that's the only way because when someone wants to invest in media there's always like an agenda right so if mm-hmm. it's just your media arm like the publishing that they're investing yeah. it can be very hard to even for the investors it can be hard to find exits like a mm-hmm. way to mm-hmm. make so that's that stairs, that stairs data, to, data to so data is it. something that is easier to like oh we're just pushing data we have tech talents yeah. good luck to them all the best yeah. to them definitely all the best to them Okay, let's so that's um let's come back to Nigeria. That was Kenya. Mm-hmm. Uh of course, yeah, they have an they have a the we we media has a presence in Kenya and in Nigeria, Nigeria yes. We we track out they have like um staff reporters in Nigeria and okay. Kenya. Yeah. And they are looking to expand across Africa also. Yeah, mm-hmm. South Africa. So that should also help their publishing arm. Okay, makes sense. All right, so talk, let's come back to Nigeria. Mm. Um we're talking about culture shifts, pe- people spending money online and all of that. Yeah. Uh now uh we, we, Emmanuel, you did a story about yeah. the value um, of online online, online transactions, transactions yeah. in the last quarter in Nigeria. Yeah, uh, tell us about this. Money. So in Q3 2020, I think uh, from data from the NIPS, Nigerian right. Bank Settlement System. July, so, August, September, right? Yeah, July, August, September. Yes. So between those three months, Nigeria actually recorded like up to 569 million transactions. Hmm. For those three months, and those transactions were valued at forty-four trillion naira, forty-four point three trillion naira. Then in dollars, that's about one hundred sixteen billion dollars. Interesting. So, uh, you know, there's this conversation about uh, uh, the lockdown and how it's cult- uh, causing a cultural shift, like you said, people moving online. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we wrote one story about how Nigerians are making Instagram live, their new television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we now have more internet users, according to the NCC. Because everybody's stuck. Yeah, or do, especially during the lockdown, yeah, a lot yeah. of people are stuck at home. Yeah, so, but during the lockdown, 
with people being stuck at home, I think there were less financial transactions going on during the lockdown, exactly. Okay. So, but as economic activities began to resume, mm -hmm. okay. uh, more people began to work remotely, I guess. Mm -hmm. Then we now have more financial transactions. So, more POS usage. And the interesting thing is, 80% of these numbers in 2019 came from mobile banking and USSD platforms. That's, so, that's interesting. And the same thing in the previous year. So, our best guess is that's likely what is pushing the growth mm -hmm. in 2020. US, US like USSD. Do you know when you say POS, I'm just remembering that it's also possible that, you know, that actually like during the um, fallouts of the, let me not say no, the lootings after oh, the okay, yeah. last yeah. week. People will we, probably shift. We, we, a lot of ATMs that were, were vandalized. vandalized. Mm. So people will rather probably move to uh, these guys who have POS, POS that Talk give you cash. Merchants. Yeah. 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 Like yeah pay like... Um, 100 euro or like 5,000. So, so rather than go to an ATM, you go to them, they have cash. Mm -hmm. they, they put in their card, your card in their POS. So mm -hmm. it's possible that those people are using those people a lot that as I cash was unavailable. I was surprised the last time I wanted to withdraw from a POS. It thought about the Somebody actually came to withdraw 100k from them. Hmm. Interesting. One of those merchants. Is it how much will you take on? Is it 1,200? They take 10% or like 1%, I mean, right? Of the on transaction, five thousand and less, they take hundred naira. Okay. Um, for twenty thousand, twenty thousand take three hundred naira. Oh. So that guy was negotiating like, will you take one thousand two hundred for hundred thousand? I was wondering. Like, people actually come to. So I always wonder how much. secure are those guys because if you know they have cash, can they rob them? Oh, so <laughs> they are not that secured. My uh, a cousin of mine was actually robbed coming from the bank with huge amounts of money. She runs a POS business. Uh -huh. So she was robbed because so the financial knew that safe, this is yeah. tractor movement, they studied that. Uh -huh. But I think if you can play your cards right, but holding such large amounts of cash in a shop is very risky. It's very risky. Yes. Yeah, yes. but interestingly, I think we're going to see the effect of that uh, scenario you just described in Q4. October, okay. so I think the okay, so you, you don't think this Q3 has anything to do with that? the Q3 numbers? So POS was like among the uh, among the, like the least okay. uh, sources of so it was uh, mostly mobile, and mobile USSD. USSD, mobile USSD. That's so interesting. We're going to see likely see a surge in POS usage. Sorry, so mobile, mobile and USSD is it like together or just different segments? Mobile banking. Okay, USSD, USSD, different. different so okay, more different. Nigerians are actively using that. So yes. we're, actually, we're starting to see a bit of a cultural shift. Yeah, Nigerians mm -hmm. are getting more comfortable with um make, doing transactions online. online yeah. Okay, so yeah, interesting stuff. Going into we're talking about online transactions, mobile, uh, uh, okay. and the mobile internet, which is which is tied to anyway. Let's just use that to segue into MTN. Mm -hmm. MTN Niger MTN Group. MTN Group, yeah. So, so they are sticking in Jumia. Jumia. Like one of Africa's biggest e-commerce companies, so uh, Jumia shares began to. Let me let me even start from the beginning. So remember, Jumia was like one of the first investors in Jumia. MTN, MTN yeah. was one of the first. MTN investors. Group, the South yeah, African MTN company, Group, yes. was one of the first investors in Jumia. Yeah. So along with Millicom uh, and the Rocket Internet, Rocket Internet, yeah. I think yeah. Goldman Sachs too. Was yeah, one of the investors. So I think Jumia was the highest. Uh, they had the highest shares in. MTN had the issues in Jumia. Yeah. So it was about 41% when they yeah. invested. So as more investors began to come into Jumia, uh, MTNs yeah, stake reduced. Yeah, reduced. So I think I, I think go to 20% at a point, if 20%, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So when they sold their stake this last week, mm -hmm. it was 18.9%. 
Okay. Stick they had okay. left mm. and so I'm, they made how much? They made about one hundred forty two million dollars. Is that not less in, than what they net the proceeds? Proceeds. Net proceeds. Net so proceeds. What they sold it for should fall between two hundred fifty million dollars. Okay, so, so what, what is taking away the uh, giving us the net? Yeah, I'm not pretty. I'm pretty. I'm not sure what is giving us that net. Uh, well, I think that's lower than. What they were expecting? Yes. Okay. So what they were expecting was six hundred. Six hundred. Yeah. From yeah. Forty percent. Or that was okay for forty percent stake. Yes. Okay. So when you consider that their stake has been diluted, diluted. so yeah. the money to be diluted. Yes, money has been diluted too. Forty mm, percent. So where did you is tax? They lost all of some of that two hundred too. Or what? When you say when you say one forty two net proceeds. Net proceeds. I'm not sure. Probably the original amount they invested. Mm versus oh, the okay. amount they sold it for. Okay. So when you subtract, subtract that, it. you will get 142 million. So it's to add 142 million to what they invested in. I mean, to what they invested. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So that's that's what happened. And uh, so I think they just took advantage of this period to cash out because Jimmy shares began rallying. You know, uh, the whole debacle that happened in 2019 where uh, Citroen Research... Mm. Uh, yeah, the short-selling So the that research actually crashed their stocks to single-digit numbers, mm. and it went as low as three dollars at March. So, but after the lockdown, the shares began to rally. So, by March, Rocket Internet sold up their stake. Mm-hmm. After that initial rally in March, then April, May, June, Jumia shares skyrocketed. MTN announced they wanted to sell. The shares began to fall down a bit. Yeah. That was around uh, July. Yeah. yeah, so MTN announced they wanted to say shares because when they released their financial reports, the shares crashed oh. back down to single digits. Then Andrew Left came and uh, is the, it it, guy? yeah, it's, it came and, and said, Oh, that, that was his plan. <laughs> stocks are good. If it's made the stock go down, oh, then crop, crop, uh, crop. They, they, borrows, they borrow shares from mm-hmm. shareholders. Then when they now write another report, it goes up and it goes up. Yeah. Cash out. Oh, but did, did it go up after he said after that from single digit number, Frank? I think seven dollars or six dollars. It went back to 17, 18 dollars. After he said, after he said that, listen, listen to this, it just reminds me of billions. The series that's what happens. These short sellers, they, they, they can be that <laughs> crazy. crazy like, no, he, he actually said Jumia shares will go as high as fifty dollars, four mm. billion dollar valuation, yeah. and everything. So, but immediately he went to seventeen. MTN cashed out. Just cashed out. Like, take it. Just power out while it's while yeah. it's still while it's still good. Seventeen to fifty. But that what that thing is that guy is doing it doesn't amount to fraud because I know even in the US, mm. uh, I think the they allow short selling. The SEC. Is if you are directly involved with okay, it, like, then you get then charged with fraud. But oh, if you okay. just you're just you know so, making doesn't, second doesn't guesses. Doesn't it violate good faith? Like no, not really. So, okay. Short selling is a business. It's a business. <laughs> like yes. it's a business in the US. Like crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about fraud. Just people remember um, fintech fraud that mm. happens in Africa in Nigeria as yeah. a whole, and then. Someone is trying to battle it, uh, tackle it. Yeah, for not, not the first person anyway. <laughs> yeah, not the first. <laughs> I was about to say, okay. But this is particularly interesting because it kind of expands it to cover almost every sector okay. in Nigeria. So the former Okash CEO and managing director, yeah, his name is Dalentin Oyaguru. Yeah. He said he's, he's launching a new, he actually launched it, uh, the website is actually live now, a blacklist for chronic debtors, people that go for one platforms, one platform to the other, <laughs> borrow from branch, borrow from carbon, borrow, borrow, borrow. So apparently listing on a credit bureau and you offer or you supply data to the credit bureau for free. But when you want to request data, they, they charge, charge you 
very substantial amount of money. Mm-hmm. So for them to beat down the price for you, you have to uh, perform like transactions in large volumes, huh. like several API calls up to millions. They can which, which only big guys can do. Only big guys can do. So you want it to be available for small guys, people giving out loans of 100K and less. Okay. So once you are listed on a blacklist and the API call costs be- will cost between 30 Naira to 50 Naira. Per call. Per call. Then if you are searching manually, it will be 200 Naira. Searching the website manually. Then beyond that, it's not uh, allowing individuals and other kind of corporations to access that blacklist. So not just, mm. a not just online learning no, st- no, no, platforms or... Different kind of corporations. So if someone leaves your company and he defrauds you, you can blacklist him on mm. the blacklist. So, so you when you want to get hired in another place, you want to yes, check the Yes, the next employer can search the blacklist. How do you prevent exactly people for, for fake blacklisting? I mean, yeah. like, yes, so vindictive purposes. Vindictive purposes. When I asked him about it, he acknowledged that, oh, yeah, it's possible that this platform could be used for fraudulent purposes. Like, mm. people could uh, blacklist you for no good reason whatsoever. So, we say, <laughs> so what he gave, I was not convinced, but yeah, it could probably work. He said, mm-hmm. oh, it will, it will be charging you 1,000 Naira to blacklist someone. You must upload your details, your ID card, your passport, or whatever, verified information. If it's a company, you upload your CSE verification certificate. Then once you are blacklisted, you will alert the individual that was blacklisted. Mm. That oh you've been blacklisted on this platform, then you cannot decide to dispute it yeah. if it's wrong. Then mm. they will now do the investigations and find out if what the, the person said is actually true. Are you a fraudster or not? So if you give someone uh, money to perform a contract for you and he, does, he runs away with your money, you can blacklist him. You give a mechanic your car and he spoils it, blacklist him. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a very. Uh, very ambitious yeah, project this guy is trying to take on because the way is, I mean, as opposed to how Voyance was supposed to, Voyance, the other one we talked yeah. about in previous episodes, where it's focusing on just fintech, fintech platforms. platforms. This yeah. guy is trying to make it, everything. The, the scale is so large that I, I, do, I, I don't know how practical it will be, but I mean, he mm. knows best and we will be watching. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a very huge scale he's trying so to huge. approach. Yeah. Well, anyway, before we go, let's not re- forget to remind you that the West African Startup Decade Report is still, still out there. Up. Yeah, still out there. Uh, interesting insights that we can get from it. Nifemi, tell us one of the insights. Okay, so um, one of the things we found out from the report was that um, like, out of the 51 startups that were sampled, mm-hmm. that raised up to a million dollars and more in the past 10 years in West Africa, only 14 of them raised... 10 million dollars and more um, in West Africa. Mm-hmm. And these people, I think they are called geysers. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a term that I used to describe, just uh, to, to describe rather, yeah, this set of startups that have raised like um, eight figures of, um, is it eight? Yeah, eight figures. Oh, the evolution is above um, 100 million dollars. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Pistag, the one that Pistag just exited. Um, that was two weeks included, ago. right? Two hundred million dollars. That yeah. was not included in the, in the um, report. No, it wasn't, but I mean, yeah. it's ju- it just yes. shows. I mean, you know, the report is two thousand and ten to two thousand Yeah, and of course, also of those fifty-one, only two West mm. African startups raised above hundred million dollars in the last ten years, and yeah. they have expert founders. 
not, I'm not saying anything. Those two, just oh, saying, those two those have, have expert founders. founders. So yes. you need to have an expert founder before you can raise money. <laughs> 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 well, okay, it, apart from Pistak has proven that. Well, no, that's, that's, more, that's more like an acquisition. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay. Raised, probably okay. Uh, Pistak would have raised two hundred million. I mean, yeah. is it safe to say them to say to say their names now? Just find out in the reports. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Just find out. You find out in the reports. You go to intelligence.techpoint.africa. And then you find out who, who these startups are. Exactly. And many other insights that, that we've shared over the And only one was not Nigerian. Of the expert exactly. founders? No, of the um, 14 startups that raised wow. about 10 million. So 13 of them were Nigerian startups. Mm. Oh, interesting. Wow. wow. Mostly Nigerian startups. Interesting. Nigerian so intelligence dot take one of Africa. Exactly. Of course, we'll put the link in the episode note and the description so that you can um, get, get your copy. And of course, if you are listening for the first time, you can get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Yes. Um, please don't forget, we're no longer on SoundCloud, so you can get new episodes where in platforms I just mentioned. And of course, you can also go to podcast.techpoint.africa to access all of these episodes. If you don't want to use any of these apps, you can just go to podcast.techpoint.africa. You can search for episodes with keywords and all of that. You can find them there. Parting mm-hmm. words. Um, coronavirus anything? is still outside. <laughs> Keep your safety. <laughs> exactly, yes. And greetings from Ife. Yeah, Ife. Yeah. In yeah. And you can also find out why we are in Ife in the report. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starting yeah. for the next. Nice one. Nice one. <laughs> okay. All right, so Great, take care, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Yeah, bye. bye.